Good afternoon, beautiful people. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Yesterday on January 6th, 2021, I received five 210 tweets telling me that if I did not lead off today's show talking about what happened yesterday in Washington, D.C. to the Capitol, they would cancel me. So shout out to them. <laughs> That's how we started the show. Uh, if you are a person who thinks to yourself, whenever something like what happened yesterday happens, you go, you know what? The person I wanna hear talk about this is a guy who played soccer most of his life, watched zero Disney movies, went to college to kick a football, went into the NFL to play football, then he did some comedy. If your first thought is, you know what? I wanna hear what Pat McAfee has to say about potentially the dumbest event in the history of the United States, I wanna let you know, you potentially are one of the dumbest people in the United States as well. <laughs> I've learned over the past few months that when massive events happen, I have empathy for everything going on. I want the right thing to inevitably win in the end. And I will shine lights on things whenever I deem that it's worth my input. I think if you look around social media, one of the biggest problems is you got a lot of people who have no idea what they're talking about, taking a stand and informing other people what they should be thinking. I'm not one of those people. I have no clue what happened yesterday, okay? There, there was a, a fucking Viking, was the Speaker of the House for 20 minutes yesterday. There was a guy with long hair smiling for a photo, walking out with the podium that the Speaker of the House uses. There was mail being, there was four people died, and there was nooses constructed outside the Capitol with a Confederate flag flying in the United States Capitol. You motherfuckers lost a long time ago. Get your flag out of there. There was a lot of things that happened yesterday that if you take a step back, you go, that is the dumbest thing that has ever happened in this country. So although I don't love giving my thoughts on things that I don't know a lot about, I feel like looking from the outside in, I have no idea how this whole thing ends. Okay. We have no clue what's going to happen. Hopefully we all believe that the right thing's gonna happen in the end. But from looking on the outside in, I wanna let you know where I take a stand at. And it feels like for every situation that happens in the world, if you're a public figure, you have to come out and take a stand. I'm gonna take a, t a stand now, and this is my stand previously, and it'll be my stand for events moving forward. I am against any time idiots get in the way of people doing the right thing. So if, Yesterday happens, just automatically assume that the guy that kicked balls for a living and then talks into a microphone, he is against the fucking idiots out there. Just know it, okay? So don't even think like, I'm gonna go tweet this guy, tell him I wanna hear what he, just know that I'm against the fucking idiots, okay? And I think a large majority of us are. I would hope that a large majority of us are. I feel like our country at one point in the last few months was closer than it's ever been. Then it got distracted. Then everything starts happening. Now the whole world's going into shit or whatever. I just wanna let you know, I, and I think a large majority of the show, I can't talk for the Boston Stooge Connor, mm -hmm. but a large majority of the show we are against the idiots and if you watch yesterday it was very obvious who the idiots were we hate them okay now with that being said uh we're gonna talk for the next two hours and 55 minutes or so about stuff that uh we should talk about and that people should be like you know what i would like to know pat's thoughts on insert thing that happened in the sports world that he has potentially been around in the history of his life and knows about and is comfortable talking that deshaun watson wants a trade out of houston Ooh, wow. my god whoa, whoa. that's big Time news. Am I going to give year-end awards today or tomorrow? Possibly. Ooh. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give awards. I'm, I'm going to grandstand. I'm going to self-indulge a little bit, and I'm going to say these players I thought were good this year. Oh, They're going to make my list.
That's going to happen. We got phone calls, 1-888-MAD-DOG-6. <laughs> we got Ian Rappaport joining us in the second hour. We got Tom Segura fresh off the most gruesome uh. left arm break I've seen in some time Jeez. with a leg getting blown to smithereens. Joining us in the third hour, Tom Segura plus AJ Hawk and more with all the boys. Let's get to the show. Because in our world, the sports world, the NFL world, we got Super Wild Card Weekend. Woo! Yeah, Shout out to Twine for that beat drop. We got six games this weekend that matter. We got rookies talking shit to goats. We got things happening all over the place, including in Pittsburgh and Cleveland, the Sunday night football affair, the game that'll end Super Wild Card Weekend. The Pittsburgh Steelers with no fans in the stands. <laughs> Only family and friends will be hosting the Cleveland Browns who do not have Kevin Stefanski, an offensive lineman, and some others due to COVID running wild on their organization in the week that they make the playoffs for the first time in two fucking decades. Ooh. It is a shame. It feels like the Browns have been cursed, but there has been a lot of people that are saying even though COVID got a hold of one member of their organization, the head coach and the play caller we can adapt like we do in the modern times and get around this COVID case uh, and maybe give Kevin Stefanski yeah, yeah. a suite in the stadium yes. since they're going to be empty have him drive himself over from Cleveland he'll drive from the lake down to the Three River City he'll be in his own car kind of quarantining in his own little COVID caravan then he gets to the stadium walks up some back steps wearing gloves maybe one of those masks that the congressmen were wearing Ooh. yesterday go all the way into a suite, put a headset on, and be able to call plays. Make it happen. If he's not around anybody else, Diggs, why can't we just beat COVID this one time oh. as humans, as a society? Mm -hmm. We are not letting COVID distract something that we can make absolutely amazing. We're beating COVID just like you, Tone Diggs. Here's, an, yeah. idea. Here's an idea, Pat. What's that? If we've learned nothing, actions have consequences. If you don't realize it, it oh, takes geez. all of us. Oh, and you go out wow. there and you get fucking COVID. You, you sit your ass at home for 10 days in your goddamn house and you take it. And then if you win, you'll be there for the next round. If the, not, yeah, but the interesting thing, it, you know, the interesting thing about it is the players, they have to be away because they're near each other. They're on the field. Right. Coaches have coached from boxes all by themselves for a long time. You yeah. bet. Man. You don't want to open up Pandora's box and then the Patriots will be have some sort of thing going on in a separate box where the coach is allowed to be in. No, I think Comiss should have, have to have 3D that. goggles they, on. They should have to have an eye, and I want them to have like the uh, – the hazmat suits on somebody should, oh, yeah. should have to escort him into the thing so he's all by himself it should be a couple of commissioners guys mm -hmm. and they should be wearing or ladies commissioners guys or ladies and they should be wearing hazmat suits and they're the ones that escort uh stefanski from car up to booth mm -hmm. back in the car and all the way gone I, I don't know i mean this seems like something that could be very easily fixable at ty schmidt yeah i mean <laughs> No one's going to be up there. No okay? one. No one's going to be. In the governor said no one's even allowed in his time. Exactly. We don't have fans. I mean, what what's stopping them from saying, hey, listen, you guys, you've been through a lot this year, okay? You've, you haven't made the playoffs since 2002. Mm -hmm. Let Coach Stefanski coach. coach. Yep. Okay. That's all we're asking. That's it's all we're asking fair. for. I mean, I feel coach. like you know, it's really not that hard to pull a couple strings and get Coach Stefanski up in the booth. There's no fans allowed. You think they're going to let COVID positive Stefanski in the stadium? He's in his own area at Evan Foxy. How can he we used be, to be sure? He used to be a diehard Steelers fan. It sounds like you're getting on this hype train yeah, pretty heavily. It's only fair. And Tony, you don't want to play a bronze team that's not full strength, do you? Oh, no, that's true. true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think that Steelers fans do care. Next round. 
And by the way, we're only saying that strictly to stir the pot with the Pittsburgh Steelers fans mm-hmm. that are listening. We don't truly believe that. Uh, <laughs> I, and I don't think Stefanski is even trying to do no. I, no. I, He said, like, that would. He's an honorable man. Because, by the way, he probably could make a public, like what we just did right there. Right. He could start making those statements, and Cleveland reps start saying it, oh, and yeah. the media start, why not? A lot of why not pieces. <laughs> and then there'll be like, a, the, I don't know if you saw how I spun that thing. It would be a sign of us beating COVID if we let him do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many. That public pressure that could have got on old commish to make this happen could have been a very real one but Stefanski's like nah man that ain't how this fucking goes which by the way a lot of respect yeah, for honorable him. man a- well a- maybe he doesn't v- care enough av oh, see that's if we're up to me i think Stefanski should bring someone to the nfl like look hey look i'll jump through a few hoop hoops you put me in a helicopter, get me a bungee jump cord, and I'll jump off that helicopter, land on top of Heinz Field, oh. climb down into that booth, oh. and then we'll do the same thing the other way. Base jump off the top of the roof okay. to get out of the building. Yeah, and if he win, by the way, just just let him let him go celebrate with the boys. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, like yeah. that World Series pitch. Well, if they win, then he can go down to midfield True. and shake Tomlin's hand because Tomlin doesn't have to. Tomlin like, doesn't have to coach next week. Where does it stop, though? Say a quarterback has COVID, but you know we petition that as long as he's wearing a deep-sea diving scuba mask and he keeps that on the entire game and he's got a – Hey, got by a, the way, why a, haven't they thought about that? He's seriously – He's got a tank. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. If Ben gets it, you should start pitching this next week. But the Stefanski coaching from a booth thing, gaining some traction just because (laughs) it is very hilarious to talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. because it – Feasible. It actually it is, is feasible. and reasonable thing to happen because yep. he's away from everybody. Uh, but Stefanski said, no, I'm not doing that. Just because, I mean, you do that, what do the football gods do on the other side? You know what I mean? And the football gods have done enough to Cleveland. They, yeah. The football yeah. gods have moved out of Cleveland, by the way. Congrats to them. And they've completely moved their entire tribe right up to Detroit. Yeah. And he, that is that is a beautiful thing. He yeah. said that it doesn't matter and that Alex Van Pelt mm-hmm. will be you know just fine calling plays. How many points do you think Stefanski is actually worth? We'll find out, right? I mean, yeah. we are going to find out what mm-hmm. you, you think the sports books are saying. Vegas too. says it's two points. Well, I move two. It's already a plus ten. Yeah. It was at four and a half at one point. Yeah. Three whoa, whoa, whoa. and a half. Wait a second. That's not real. That's one that three twenty twenty. That was from last week. That was from yeah, last, last week. Weeks. It's, it's at six. Uh, that one wasn't me. That was last oh, week. That was last oh, week's game. Oh, okay. else. No, that wasn't Does you. That huh? Actually, it's a five and a half. What are you pointing a... fingers for? Jeez. You know what? <laughs> Fox. Let me. Let me. You know what? Let me talk about yesterday a little bit. Actually. <laughs> oh yes. Let's talk about some fucking accountability. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about some accountability. Okay, Foxy just goes back there, something happens. What's he? How many fingers did he have? All of them were pointing away from him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wasn't editing or cutting anything. Wasn't getting a photo off, by the way, because all his fingers were being pointed in 10 different directions. <laughs> yep. That was unbelievable, Fox. You look like Connor right there. Disgusting, yeah. Fox. <laughs> yeah, get your department together then. Over Jesus. There. Yeah, I didn't uh, preview that one, that's for sure, because plus 10 is a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> well, to the Steelers as well. Would yeah, be a lot. Exactly. It's five and a half, which I believe you tweeted out was four and a half when the news broke, so Stefanski's worth a point. We're going to find out. I think Aaron Rodgers talking about AVP or uh, Mr. Van Pelt. Yeah. I think that potentially sportsbooks were like, okay. Oh, shit. All right. I mean, so the guy says he seems like a guy. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would lie. But remember, the Jets hired Gase because Peyton said he was good. True. That's true. And the Dolphins. Yeah. Lying through his teeth. Who? I mean, not Peyton Manning. Hey, I will not say anything about scouting, by the way. Because it's very hard to know. (laughs) It is not easy to know. It is not an easy thing to know. By the way, that guy's still a good ball kicker. Going to get another chance. That's right. Hopefully the ball goes through for him. Hell yeah. A little breezy day. Nobody even talks about it. Uh, Deshaun Watson, another big story of the day, has broached his friends and teammates 
about the possibility or idea of him asking for a trade. And I would assume it's him asking them and telling them like, hey, if I do this, I want to let you know this isn't about you, okay? This isn't about anything. I think I need to do what's best for my career. Or I've been told by a lot of people that this would be the best thing for my career. Even though I've always been a team guy and I've always been a Houston Texan, it does seem like the next five to ten years of this organization is going to be bad and I need to go win some. And I would assume all his teammates say, hey, dude, you do what you got to go do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's loved in there. And it, it, it feels like he is. If you look at the J.J. Watt video uh, of telling him, like, hey, man, I'm so sorry we wasted a year, for, like one of your years, like you had a year, like that whole thing. So I think he's liked in the locker room. The fact he's run it by his teammates at Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio's reporting that, which is, by the way, I would assume he told a lot of his teammates, not just a couple if they're finding out that he told his teammates, because I assume the couple that he told are probably his closest friends. They probably didn't tell. And then it kind of maybe they told a friend or something Mm -hmm. like that. Who knows? But it feels like Deshaun Watson's going to ask to get the hell out of the H, Tan. Okay, and Casario just got hired out of New England up there, signed a six-year, $30 million deal. Okay, $5 million a year. Seems like a great amount of money. Okay, for any human, I'd be pumped to make $5 million a year if I was a general manager, all that stuff. But doesn't that seem low? I, like a general manager of a team, you're in charge of a lot of shit. They, they put that out because, and I think, uh, I forget, maybe it was Rappaport that talked about how normally these numbers don't get out. Like normally you don't hear what the GMs are making. You don't hear those contracts. They don't get out. So the fact that old Bob McClain down there in Houston yeah. got the numbers, it was like a good. But that feels lower than what I thought it would be. I, I Just with a new GM signing, normally if it's anything else like the rest of the NFL world, you're kind of setting a standard for what other GMs are going to get hired potentially or re-up for. I just assumed it would be higher than $5 million. If $5 million is going right for a general manager and he seems to be a guy, which a lot of people are saying that he, this is a guy guy, uh, okay, good for them. But uh, six years, it's potentially going to be one of those things where would he want to rebuild completely, get rid of Deshaun, get some draft capital because I have no draft picks, uh, cut JJ, let him move on and go wherever he wants to go because if I cut him, it saves me $17 million dollars so now i have some draft capital but i have no quarterback i have uh no captains basically at this point you still have laramie tunzel which you might try to trade uh, if you want to do a complete rebuild try to get some more draft picks if that's what you're going to do or do you not allow deshaun watson to get traded and say yeah you can request a trade but ultimately that's my decision pal and uh we're not going to do that so that's an interesting little turn of events down there and deshaun watson by all accounts good dude yeah which is i would like to make sure that we we get that message across. Like, hey, if you ask for a trade, you think that's your best interest? Go do whatever the fuck you got to do. I'm not judging him for that. But Casario could say, no. No way are you leaving. Uh, we have no draft picks. Uh, I'm not. My first move isn't going to be to cut our best player and then uh, trade our best player and then cut our other guy. That's not what I'm going to do. Or Rich will say, yeah, go ahead and get on. And I got six years to figure this whole thing out. Gumpy was saying this earlier, and it almost makes you know too much sense. What if they? Oh what if the Texans trade Deshaun Watson to Miami for Tua and that third pick? Who says no? You still got a first round pick in Miami. I mean, you get a quarterback to replace Deshaun oh, so, and oh, the yeah. third so, pick. In so you're just assuming Houston? that Casario's like, you know what? The dream quarterback I do want. <laughs> Boom, Tua is the guy. Two. Bring him in. In lieu of like five other picks or four other picks, mm-hmm. I'll just take Tua instead Give and a Tua. number three overall. I know I, I can win that with Tua. Enough. But by the way, uh, if you're getting a number three overall, you can get a quarterback. True. What about Dak Prescott? So you probably want more picks. You probably want three, like you right? probably want like two twos. Are that number one. Three? 
like three first, and he that was someone who was yeah, but that decision would never happen. Again. Snap, yeah, right? yeah, people were yeah. like, that's never gonna happen. The Rams, cool. the Rams got like forty five picks, seven of them being mm-hmm. first rounders. The entire franchise was just traded away, basically. I went through with the NFL, and I'm seeing like maybe seven, eight teams that possibly wouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson, but everyone else, full go. Really, I mean, like Bills wouldn't, Ravens, Bengals, Packers. Well, Chiefs, Chargers, and Seahawks is what I. Patriots should mortgage the entire team to get Deshaun Watson. If if you can get a guy that's established and young who's putting up numbers on a garbage franchise like the Texans with Billy O'Stooch, oh yeah, bring him in. Hey, by the way, bad roster down there. Yeah, guess what? New England got a bad roster up here too. But hey, situational football, we will win. Exactly, we'll get you nine or ten wins, and we'll sneak into that wild card, and then anything can happen when you got the Michael Jordan football at the helm. Feels like you're talking yourself into this, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, there's no chance. If people are saying that's a possibility, the Patriots will do it. There's no chance it'll happen. All right, let's get to a break here. Hour one on this gorgeous Thursday, January seventh, two thousand and twenty-one. One day after the dumbest thing I've ever seen on the internet. Potentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking Viking was the speaker of the house. Why, <laughs> bro? Thought tw- I thought we were leaving that stuff in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one said, "Hold on." Nope. Got a little 2020 hangover for you. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who once trimmed the bushes so the tree could stand taller. Mm-hmm. A man who once broke news about half a second after exiting our show. A man that gave us one of the best moments we've had on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, insider at the NFL, also host of Rap Sheet and Friends, Mr. Rap Sheet himself, Ian Rappaport. Yeah! How's it going, Ian? What's up? How you guys doing? Hey, not too shabby. I was going to read an ad there, but I didn't want to waste your time. So I want to let you know that. Appreciate it. Well, because we appreciate you. We know that your time is obviously very limited, especially when there's a lot of transactions potentially happening. What's going on today? Is anybody getting hired today, fired today, traded today? What Do you get a lean or a feel on how the day is going to go when you wake up, or, or do things just drop out of the sky? Uh, there are sometimes I get a feel, like uh, today's Thursday. So Tuesday... I basically had a text at like nine in the morning that was like, pretty sure Casario's getting hired in Houston. Hasn't happened yet, but he's there, so stay on it. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And I kind of at that point wasn't aware that he was going to be in person. So basically I was like, all right, whatever I do during the day, I got to make sure to stay on it. And we ended up breaking it, but it took like, you know, nine o'clock at night or something. Um, but that day I kind of knew. As of right now, I don't think anything crazy is happening. But, like, the last time we talked to you with the Haskins thing, I had a feeling that it was either going to be he was going to be on the team the rest of the year and they trade him or he was done. And, obviously, the answer was he was done. So I kind of had a feeling then, too. Well, we we also, I don't know, we went through, like, a series of things that could have been. It was also on our radar of things that you could have broke. I don't know if you saw the video. But we're very – pun- Yeah, thank you. That was that was old Boston <laughs> Stooge over here. <laughs> um, there was a report that came out just a couple of days ago that a coach said you texted him to tell him he was going to get uh, fired or whatever, uh, and he was thankful the way you handled that. Who was that, and how often does it happen? Yeah, that was so that was Doug Marone. Uh, he said it actually at his – at his press conference, which was kind of interesting. I was I was not expecting him to go public with that. Uh, it was not something that's happened before, but um, I would say two or three years ago, I basically was like, like there will be times when I'll report negative news. I mean, plenty of times, right? Um, 
and people get upset about it or they don't want it out there or sometimes it's just it just makes people upset so what i would do is i would put it out there and then just deal with the backlash at some point a couple years back i was like i don't want to do this anymore so before i reported bad news i started telling the people involved what i was going to report and what i got was a much better version of the report either much more balanced or people just appreciated the heads up so when i'm sure and obviously saturday i knew gase was getting fired i knew marone was getting fired so i reached out to them um and i was like hey look here's what i'm hearing i got good sources i'm not going to report it for a couple hours so if you need to tell anyone tell your family like please do that um i just want to give you a heads up and i think you know it's not fun like obviously i dreaded those phone calls but i think it's oh so those do. those aren't text messages those are phone calls uh gase was a phone call marone was a call and then he texted back i'm in a meeting what's up and then gotcha um yeah we texted so what happened you just you were sick you felt like a scumbag whenever you would do that like because you people would just start to hate you because you're the bearer of bad news is that why you changed yeah i mean i felt crappy and also like you know reality is when you're going to report something real negative and i mean firing a coach is a is a good example or someone suspended or someone's getting cut whatever it is um besides just feeling terrible about it i don't always have the full story and so when i you know before i report something especially if you know sometimes it's like bang bang and you kind of got to go as fast as you can if i have time to report it like let's say i'm reporting it on a sunday morning or something usually i have some time i get a more balanced version when i reach out to either the person or people close to the person so and that started not only like the right thing to do um but it started helping my reporting also is there an honor amongst insiders to not re-break news a couple weeks later if the original break didn't do that well <laughs> um I would say I've probably done that by accident. Um, sometimes you put out something and you're like, wait, someone else had this? Um, I, I would, you know, you try to do something. If you try to put out something, you try to make sure that it's new. Um, uh, there's some sort of honor, but as far as that goes, if you're like, oh man, someone reported this, but they did a terrible job. Like I should report it. Just wait a little <laughs> bit. Uh, that doesn't happen, but I think it needs to start happening. Um, okay. So like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones are available for trade. That news uh, was being spread on social media as breaking news or whatever. But we kind of knew that a couple weeks ago when didn't Arthur Blank do an interview and say the GM was going to be able to do whatever they wanted anyways. Like, I feel like that was news that we already had, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it is news and, and, it's also like, I don't know, is it that surprising? Like, yeah. the Falcons are not good. They need a lot of help. They got some assets. I mean, they have a starting quarterback, and they have one of the greatest hey, receivers. Hey, for $100 million, for $100 million alongside of him? Because that's what Matt Ryan's owed. You think there is a market for Matt Ryan if he's going to get traded? Yeah, I mean, I would need to look at the contract, how much is guaranteed, because it's like Carson Wentz's contract. He's owed, I think, 80, whatever 23 times four is. Do you have it? Anyway. Hey, we have, um, we have it right here, Ian. We have it right here. I have his his cap hit for 2021, 2022, 2023 is 40, 41, and 36. His dead money for those years is 50, 26, and then 9. It's big, Ian. It's big. It's right. But if you trade him, then 25 or 23 or whatever it is comes off the book. So he's tradable. But anyway, you wouldn't say, like, if he's bad, then you only have to pay one more year. If he's good – then he's cost controlled for the next four years. Mm. So that's why like 
you know, you can look at it either way. Like Matt Ryan isn't owed a hundred million dollars. He could potentially get a hundred million dollars, but whatever's guaranteed is what he's actually getting. The rest is just pay as you go. Julio is going to be a hot commodity on the trade streets, I would assume, right? Maybe, but here's what I always think in this situation. Right? Really? Let's say you're uh, Todd Bowles and you get the Falcons job, right? You want to win. You would love to hit the ground running and impress the people and maybe win a game or two. Um, are you sure you want to trade the best player in franchise history? <laughs> well, who's not named Deion Sanders? Like, is that going to be your first move as a coach to say, all right, the best receiver, also a great person, an ambassador, like – you sure you want to trade the best player that you have? That okay, so let's go to Houston then with Casario with the Deshaun Watson news that he is, uh, I believe, he talked to teammates about potentially asking for a trade or whatever's going on right now. There's no way Casario gets rid of his best player at the most important position, right? Or would the draft capital be something you think that would be enticing? I mean, I, I would never say never on any trade in the NFL. I mean, you can, you can do uh, – this is like, I feel like it's your people who are doing this. Oh, oh, so it's Palacero. It's Palacero. It's Palacero because he thinks you call him during the, he, when he's on here. No, it's every time I'm on with you guys, I get a call from a blocked number. I bet this is probably your fault. Anyway, no, it's Palacero. Uh, yeah. It's Palacero. Yeah, it probably is. Um, <laughs> so I would say if Nick Casario is going to trade Deshaun Watson, which I don't think is going to happen, but let's just say for the sake of argument, it's possible. He's going to get so much that he will be able to completely rebuild this franchise and have it be a juggernaut. Like, Jamal Adams was worth two first-round picks. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was worth two first-round picks. What's Deshaun Watson worth? Oh. Four? Five? <laughs> Would be the, I mean, future Hall of Famer, rock star, all-pro, great person, face of a franchise, was – one of the best players of football this year, despite the fact that his team is terrible. Five first-round picks? Jeez. I mean, you can't even imagine. That would be big. Yeah, Connor, what do you got? Rap sheet. Uh, is Jimmy G going to be a 49er this year, or are those one of the teams that's going to be in the ring for, like, a Matt Ryan or a Stafford or a Deshaun Watson? Matt Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I still have a hard time imagining Matt Ryan and Stafford trade. It's not impossible, but I'm just thinking. Oh, uh, Stafford's, Stafford's coming to Indy. You already reported that. Uh, I would say Carson Wentz. No! (laughs) No! Why do you you hate Carson Wentz? I don't hate Carson Wentz. Does he know you hate him? I don't hate him. I love him. I'd like to go on his John Deere tractor and go hunting with him, but I'm not going to kill anything. But I will bring the energy. But... Um, the the baggage, the contract alongside of it. Like, if we're going to go get somebody that already has a contract, bring in Matty Stafford, a guy that we know isn't broken. Because Carson, it sounds like he's potentially broken. I have no idea what's going on with him. That's a lot of money, but everybody's pushing the Carson to Frank Reich thing, and maybe they'll be great. But for me, it's like, let's go get the guy out of – let's go save the guy out of Detroit yeah. if we're going to get somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Matthew Stafford as a player. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, not just as a player, but, like, human – toughness like he's i will randomly of all players in the nfl he is the most he's the number one player where i get random texts from teammates or from former teammates who are like just so you know like that guy's a dude like those are the kinds of messages i get about that he's the best but again if you're the new coach of the lions and you have a franchise quarterback who is still good enough to play who's not that expensive who's tough as hell are you sure you want to trade him and not know who's coming back? That's just a scary thing for any new coach. I just, 
I don't know. This just seems very scary to me. Chuck and Grigson cut Peyton Manning. What do you got, Ty? <laughs> Ian, there's been some rumors circulating that the uh, Packers might be letting in just under 10,000 fans for the divisional round. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, because they obviously haven't had fans the entire season. Um, I have not heard that specifically. I mean, I think it's one of the things we've sort of been watching. And if let's say it was true and they could do it safely, I think it would be amazing. Um, it's just it has to be with in the height of this pandemic, another height with, you know, it seems hot spots all over the place. Like it would have to be safe as a fan of great football franchises. I would think it would be awesome, but I haven't heard anything definitive on that. What is it? You got contacts in like the local government? I got a couple of them. Um, I, I, I will say this in my own uh, not defense, but whatever the opposite of defense is. I definitely knew that the Bills thing was coming and kind of forgot to check on it, and then it was announced. Oh, so I missed that. Oh, amateur. Ian. No. Oh, Are you losing your fastball, dude? Oh. oh, my God. Is it time to hang him up, Ian? No, it's not time to hang him up. It's just one of those lulls. It's like a. You know, I need a re- I need a boost. I need uh, an energy boost. You uh, needed a kick in the ass like that Buffalo yeah. Bills fans thing that you missed. Now, Tom Pelissero did tell us that he rarely has a story or a break uh, that he comes to you and says, and you don't go with, oh, I knew that or something like that. He said there's a very rare time <laughs> where he tells you something and you don't go, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. You, you normally go, I knew that. Is that true? Because right, I know a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look, I try to be an honest person. Most of the time, I know uh, almost or maybe everything. So that's why. Now, Tom, look, I think he does a great job. He doesn't know as much as I do. But, you know, he does a, he's a very good reporter. Just Ian, I think the thing about you is, like, your humility is just off yeah. the fucking charts. You know what I mean? Like, that is really something that Tom talks about. Yeah. I think the boys here oh, talk yeah. about. It's something that we yeah. do talk about, you know? Yeah, of all the people with humility, I'm definitely the best. <laughs> best ever. The best ever of being humble. What do you got, Connor? Uh, Ian, is Urban Meyer a lock for Jacksonville? And is that $12 million uh, definitely happening or no? Yeah, who told you that the $12 million thing was uh, not relevant or something like that? Somebody did not like yes. that that got out. False. Um, I do not think it's relevant, and I don't think it's true. Um, okay. Now, I mean, I is it possible that's what he asked for at another place like Texas? Maybe. I don't know that, but maybe. that's why. I mean, the number didn't come – from nowhere, and I think Florio was the one who reported it, and he doesn't just make stuff up. So I would imagine there's some, you know, heft behind it. I just was told, as far as NFL jobs, that $12 million is not something he's asking for. And, you know, is he a lock to the Jaguars? Um, he's going to have a chance at that job. I'm not saying he's a lock-lock because, again, like he'll have to decide to do it or not. Um, and I think there's another team interested as well. Who? Um, Who? But – I would say uh, I'm not sure yet, but I was told there's another team interested. I have to. I would have to 100% verify which team. So hold on. So um, you get a message that says from somebody. We'll just we'll say somebody. Okay. So Urban's agent tells you we're not not saying it's Urban's agent or anything like that. But he'll come out and say, hey, uh, the Jaguars news is getting out there. They're not the only team. And then all of a sudden he like gives you like a little clue, and then you got a Blues clues that thing, and like. <laughs> Okay, he gave me a little trail, a little piece, and I got to go figure it out. Is that what kind of happens? Urban does not actually have an agent, um, which makes this all much, believe me, much trickier. Um, <laughs> he used to, but he's not anymore. 
Um, I love that. So, but that is basically what you talk to enough people and people go, yeah, there's, you know, Hey, there's another team. Like you better, you know, you better keep an eye. And then I'll be like, Oh, who? And they're like, that's for you to do. And I'm like, that's oh, so it is like really great. So, Yes, that is my mission to find the other team. So All right, we can't wait to see you tweet that out. We're pulling for you. Uh, is Stefanski going to be allowed to coach from a booth? <laughs> He's not. I checked on it. Oh, Come on, let the guy coach. Why not? Let the coach coach. Let us beat COVID. Let us beat COVID. The answer is that's the way it has been. Those are the rules. Oh, okay. And they have not yet been willing to change it. Uh, it's... Look, it, honestly, like, it sucks. Um, it does. Um, I just, I have not been, ooh, I got a little piece of news that I'll tweet out as soon as we're done. Oh, what is it? Oh, is it good? Is it good? Is it good or no? Uh, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Um, humble, humble, humble. But um, Drag racing. Just a small a small adjustment to things we've been talking about. What were they um, driving? But anyway, you'll see as soon as I hang up. So anyway, I forget what I was talking about, but whatever. Oh, you did great. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> Hello. I want, now we got to keep an eye on his goddamn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what he's breaking. On. What do you think it's going to be? He said it's, it's a little bit of a modification of what we were just talking about there. I bet you Stefan Diggs good to play. Or is it maybe? Did we? We didn't really talk about that at all, no. did we? Maybe oh, it's about Urban Meyer. Because <laughs> I think he said it's a little modification of what we were just talking about there. I think is what he said. I'm not 100 yeah. sure. So it might be about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. No, or the other team that's potentially interested. Oh, Jets. A reportedly interested, maybe I don't know. Cowboys. Maybe it is Stefan Diggs though. With the oblique, is all good to go. Uh, let's get some phone calls, shall we? Did we learn anything in there? Not really. Eh. Rap she knows it all. Doesn't know. Learn that. There's another team for Urban. I don't know if we knew that. Another team for. Their Urban. charges were reported for Urban. Yeah. Hmm. Foxy, fucking stick with the times, <laughs> dude. Jesus. Stick with the news, bruh. We talked about it. We did talk about it, but. Did we learn anything? Oh, Stafford and those quarterbacks may not be let go. Oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson probably not going to be traded. Yeah, not? Stafford probably not going to be traded. Matt Ryan potential or Julio Jones not going to get traded. Yeah. That We did learn that. Yeah. There we go. Okay, let's go ahead and put that one down. We'll put it on a scorecard for Odie and Rappaport. See mm-hmm. how it turns Carson out. Carson Wentz probably going to be a Colt. Oh, yeah. oh we did learn That's that. Right. Yeah. We've known that, though. Yeah. What do you got, Diggs? No, me and Foxy were actually talking about the other day. Like, because Lombardi, we asked, we always ask him, like, what's the, hey, what's the GM coaching job that you would want? And he always says the Houston Texans because of Deshaun Watson, because they already have a quarterback there. So, like, why would the coach going into, like, Detroit want to get rid of a quarterback that they know is going to be good? I agree. Hey, the hat looks amazing today, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Doesn't it? it looks I, great, I like yeah. it a lot. Honestly, might be the hat selection today. Un. Believable. Same notch. Award on Monday and Tuesday as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Jason and California. Much different reason but, but today. today. Much different. different. Today wasn't going to be a hat day. It's a different think. look. Every single day. No, no. Today was not planned to be a hat day. I don't day. think so. No, today can't was. remember when the hat thing started. It's been a while. Yeah, but today was a brand new. It was supposed to be a brand new day. Oh, Tony yeah. Shelby. Oh, let's go to uh, Let's go to Tanner in Wisconsin. What's going on, Tanner? All right. Well, Wisconsin. Snowing up there? It is probably. Huh? Yeah. yeah well, Coming. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hopefully it continues to blizzard up there. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to Jason in California. What's going on, Jason? Pat and the boys. Good to talk to you guys today. Hey, great to talk to you uh, as well. 
Yeah, man. I, first time caller. I've listened to you guys for a while now. Shout out to my friend Brad. He's the one that got me into this great show. Okay, shout out, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Shout out, Brad. Shout out, Brad. Um, I'm just calling today about Derek Carr and what you guys think about him. Um, I've been one of his biggest defenders as a Raiders fan for his entire career now. And I, I think he's a guy that can take this team over the top. He just needs a better team around him. What I'm happened? What you guys thought on? Well, Jason, what happened there to his groin, bro? What, what happened to the groin thing? And then he played the next week or whatever. That was wild to me. I know. Yeah, that was... I know. I never heard what happened to his groin. Did anybody? But, you know, no, no, I, no. I don't think anyone knew what happened to him. Um, I... Yeah, Jason. I, I mean, I the thing about Derek Carr is remember after the groin thing happened, and then Mariota came in and balled. Yeah. The my entire thought was we probably because if you leave the game, primetime game, game that you must win, starting quarterback, you're leaving the game. That's because something serious happened, right? So mm-hmm. in the way that thing looked, looked like he was probably done for the rest of the season. My thought was we probably have never, with the way Mariota played, if he played these last couple weeks, however, see how the whole team went, you know, I thought there was a chance we'd never see Carr play for the Raiders again. Now I have no idea. I, I, I have no clue what they're going to do. That Raiders team always starts hot. Out of surprises, everybody wins yeah. a bunch of games, and then towards the end, it just starts going downhill. The Raiders start going down in the desert. I mean, it is is that going to continue? John Gruden ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. He's going to be around for a long time. Will they change their quarterback? I don't know. Should Raiders fans expect them to change their quarterback? I think they should expect them to at least look into it a little bit. What yeah. do you got, Diggs? Uh, Ian's tweet. The Chargers are going to interview Giants offense coordinator Jason Garrett tomorrow. That was his okay. news. Can you call him back? Can you call Ian Rapport back? <laughs> Jay's got it. Please, Jay, thank you. <laughs> See, it was something Kidding we me? didn't talk about in the interview. Yeah, but also, that's not <laughs> fucking news. That's not news. That is not news. think Jason Garrett moves the needle. Did he answer? Yeah, he's on. Ian, what the fuck? <laughs> that is not breaking news, Ian. I said it was a small thing. No, that is not no. even. No, no, Ian. Oh. That news stunk, uh. Ian. That news absolutely <laughs> stunk. I guess whatever you cast a wide net or whatever, you're going to yeah. catch a couple crabs. Yeah. But that, that was not news. Can I tell you what else is interesting? <laughs> when I had the original report on... Garrett going to the Chargers. I've never seen such hate for a candidate for a coach who finished over 500 and barely had a losing season ever and created Dak Prescott. What's wrong with your people online, man? Come on. It's not my people. It's the internet, and the internet has a lot of problems, but I believe Jason Garrett potentially got a bad image because for like five straight years, people were in Cowboys fans. Some Cowboys fans were hoping he'd get fired, and Jerry wouldn't do it. So I think the rest of the world kind of saw that happen. But now after seeing the Cowboys post-Jason Garrett, I think maybe you have to start questioning everything. But I believe Chargers fans want somebody exciting. You know, They want somebody exciting with with the Herbert coming up and at them. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe someone who wins games would be good. There you go. All right, Ian Ruff. Yeah! Hey, break that news! Break that yeah. news! Hey, that's bigger news than... That, that would I been... mean, you're not wrong. That news stunk. That news stunk. Terrible. Yeah. I guess that's going to happen every once in a while whenever you step into that batter's box. Ain't that right, NBA guy? That's right. <laughs> sometimes you're just going to have to get a box. Get to first. Get then to steal second. second. <laughs> <laughs> Get to third. Let's go to Bill in Phoenix. Bill, what's going on, pal? Hey, how's it going, Pat? Hope you're having a good day, man. Hey, not too shabby. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, hey, quick call. So I actually went to school with Kenny Galladay back at Northern Illinois University. Whoa, good I know he had, unfortunately, just a shit year with injuries. 
Real quick. Goddamn, he good at football. Real quick, real quick, um, real quick, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Whenever you say you went to school with somebody, then you proceed to say university. Like you guys were just on the same campus at the same time, or you guys actually had I classes? Wish I, could, I I had one class with him. I saw him maybe once, so I don't know if that counts. But that's I mean, dope. Yeah, he went you to class. Him, yeah, you saw him. You, and by the way, shout out to him going to class one time. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Amen. But you know, with with him coming up, uh, you know, free agent coming up, and you know, just a year of injuries. Uh, do you see him with them trying to move him out of Detroit? Yeah, I mean, how much does an injury for pretty much the entire season really affect him able to make uh, you know a big contract this year? Bill, I have no idea. Bill, I, I wish I knew that situation a little bit better. When he did play, he was awesome. He's he was the go to guy. Those are the only games we won, so I hope they re sign him, but it's Detroit. So you never but know. Matt could potentially be on the move too. Matthew could mm -hmm. be on the move mm -hmm. as well. And right. if Matthew's not there, is Kenny like, you know, I'll go play for Vet Men somewhere actually. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, he gonna get paid. Yeah, he's good, dude. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. He's a player. He's, he's awesome. very good. Well, if Chris Spielman and the boys up there in the Lions want to kind of pull the trigger and keep Kenny Galladay around. For yeah, you know, with this Jason Garrett news rolling, it really scares me the Lions might pull the trigger on him. Uh -oh. <laughs> it really scares uh -oh. me. He might be able to build culture in there, though. <laughs> That's right. They already decided on Dan Campbell two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Dan Campbell, by the way, he is the assistant head coach for the New Orleans Saints right now. Mm -hmm. uh, he was previously the interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Most noted uh, move he made, first day he became the interim head coach for the Miami Dolphins, uh, professional athletes ran Oklahoma drills in the middle of the season. Nice. Set a standard, won a couple games. Talking about culture. Damn right. Jawline on that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Patricia was doing, too. Yeah, yeah. And Mangini, by the way, the yeah. the rumors about Mangini is he used to have the guys uh, 6 a.m. Oklahoma drills for the rookies, full pads in the practice facility. Don't be late. Time to wake up. Awesome. Wake him up. Could you imagine? You get to be here. God damn. <laughs> you want to make in the NFL, kid? Yeah. Hit! <laughs> Hit! Hit! Will Smith just had a movie. Hit! <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this so early in the morning? Oh, what did you say? Tomorrow we're coming in hour early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of that's true. By the way, that's just rumors that have got to our locker room from the Cleveland mm -hmm. locker room. Kind of ventured so over. You probably bet. Probably have. There's probably some sort of something that happened when Mangini got in there, where he was like, mm -hmm. "We're going to establish a tough culture here," and then all the players are like, "What the fuck, dude? Why? We get it, man. What, can we not just..." We draft tough players instead of trying to make <laughs> soft guys tough. That's a good idea. That's, a good idea. Yeah. that's probably what we should do here. If you want to change the standard here, start bringing in the tough guys. Mm -hmm. huh? It's going to be tough to make okay, Boston Connor a tough yeah. guy. Let me go, coach. I don't have to play for you. Listen, I'm not the guy to be hit. I'll go to Detroit. Just <laughs> let me play somewhere else. But by the way, if I'm running a team, I would like guys that – wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. and want to run their heads into walls. You want yeah. the Hawks. Now, granted, I do not want to be on that team. No. I do not want to be a part of that. No. But I would like guys that do want that. So you can exactly. see how Mangini would want that to happen, but it's it's the humans you have as opposed to the drill you're running. What are you going to do? Hit! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Jackson in Buffalo. What's going on, Jackson? Pat, boys, what's good? Just hanging okay. out. How are I you, I don't want to overreact, but... Josh Allen's going to win four Super Bowls in a row for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. He might. They look very loose. Hey, they are dancing to MC Hammer at practice today. They are getting loose and getting done in Buffalo. 716, the entire area code up there. They are having the time of their life. That Buffalo Bills team is so comfortable, so confident. They got a Colts team this weekend that is going to be tough. 
on the defense side of the ball. They're going to run the ball well. they got a tough opponent. It feels like the Buffalo Bills don't give a damn about anything. They are having the time of their lives right now. Yeah, I was very convinced the Colts were going to maybe win. I wanted to bet on them after seeing the boys dancing out there in Orchard Park. They're going to beat the shit out of the Colts, I'm afraid. Jeez. I mean, you just look at it. They they do. <laughs> they just they look loose. They look like they they're having fun. Loose. It would be tough know. to come back if they lost to the Colts after this. Well, it would be difficult in the AFC East if you were Bills Mafia, if you guys get in and lose immediately to this Indianapolis Colts team. But they could, by the way. This Colts team is built to beat the Buffalo oh, Bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I love this Colts team, especially with the newfound identity of Jason or Jordan, no, J, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And how do you know the Colts aren't <laughs> dancing right now over at practice, you know? Just because you don't release it doesn't mean it's not happening. I bet – Darius Leonard is dancing, by the way. That's all yeah. the guy does. You think yes. Philip Rivers got a line dancing down there? He boots, <laughs> By the way, uh, I have uh, Carson will have them next year. They'll be doing oh, right. Copperhead Road. Oh, oh, that'd be nice. I was about to say I line danced one time in a saloon in the hills of Virginia, <laughs> and I'd like to let you know it is the electric slide with an extra kick most often, more often than not. Mm-hmm. But boy, when Copperhead Road comes on, mm. get out of the way. They are coming to the fucking dance floor from every <laughs> single surrounding town. Copperhead Road turned the place upside down. Carson might be more of a Christian rock guy for the. You think? I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm -hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Gotta pay the bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair... Anything else really that revolves around men's health? Is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand Mm -hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin, it's not just hair, it's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick, hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. You want to put on a show in there. If you want to put on a show in the bedroom, You need to tag team partner with our friends at Roman with the Roman Swipes. I love Roman Swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm -hmm. When it's time to. Sling some salami. That's right. (laughs) That's right. You know. Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich mm-hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, mm-hmm. your baby maker, yep. your magic stick, yes. your dipstick, mm-hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, mm-hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. 
bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. (laughs) Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have the time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the Men's Health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. Joining me, ladies and gentlemen, college football champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Click clack, dude. How you doing in that Under Armour hoodie? Good. This is. Uh, I, I just got this. It's from the uh, Dwayne Johnson line. If you ever go into Dick's, oh, are you the hardest worker in that room that you're in right now? Yeah, I'm the only one. So yes, I win. Nice. You got some Terramana up there, dude. You doing shots of Terramana tequila? Oh, is that what? It, that's his tequila that he made. I guess uh, it is very yeah, good. Yeah, the Terramana. I guess Terramana. the Terramana is very good. It has the, uh, you know, all the spirit, the mana from uh, right. from Hawaii. Exactly. And I guess it tastes delicious. But uh, the hoodie looks good, as do you. We're talking to Tom Segura today. Do you know him? Yes, I know Tom. I, I was texting with him throughout his injury. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know you guys were like besties like that. Yeah, That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, a man who has four specials on Netflix and also suffered the most <laughs> gruesome injury I've ever seen in my life moments after accomplishing one of the greatest athletic feats I've ever seen in my entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, comedian, host of so many shows, uh, Tom Segura. Yeah! Yeah! Tom! What's up, man? Hey, thanks for joining us, dude. Thank you. Hey, AJ's been to my house, man. What's that all about? We're out in California. AJ just sleeps I, on the couch. We, we served AJ burnt chicken. I mean, AJ. <laughs> <as well. laughs> I've seen your house, by the way, because uh, of all the incredible podcasting you do with your wife. You're you're uh, an inspiring man. Okay, you're incredibly hilarious. You're humble, uh, and also what you're doing right now in this recovery from one of the most grotesque injuries I've ever seen is something that I'll keep with me anytime I feel an ache or pain <laughs> for the rest of my life, Tom. Thanks, man. It's it's good to be hanging out with other pro athletes. I feel at home. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was foul, dude. It was a nasty ass injury. And uh, I mean, it is a it's crazy because I mean, you guys have been around, I'm, you know, I'm sure teammates. I don't know about your own personal like past injuries, but like when you have an injury like that, it like your whole fucking world just flips oh. upside down oh yeah and by you know the way I mean? everybody like, around you too their world changes too because they just witnessed it everybody's world changes around you i mean the uh your your family your friends your your whole work life and you just feel like i mean it's you feel like it's the equivalent of being shot <laughs> like it's like you're like i don't even know i mean you're just in an isolated room and you know you're calling nurses to hand you something six inches away. And you're like, uh, this, is, this is my new life. For it those, feels, it's for, so traumatic. For those that don't know what have happened, uh, and yeah. AJ will ask you this question, we should run the tape so people can know what happened. He was in the middle of a, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. We should show the other video first. Uh, okay. We should show the other video first. So he was- Oh, in, right, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. The reason why this thing was taking place is because I assume you and Bert were in an athletic challenge of some sort. That's exactly right. Bert and I were playing, we played two on one 
versus Tristan Jazz. Tristan's this really talented young kid, does trick shots, and we played him two on one, and we lost. <laughs> and, uh, and our points counted as two, and his counted as one. <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. Then uh, and Bert, it's all Bert's fault. He fucking missed a layup. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, then and we were going to play one on one, and uh, my producer Lindsay goes. He goes, hey, man, I think we should do the dunk thing first, and then you guys can do one-on-one. And I go, okay. So they had they had the, the rim lowered to like seven or seven and a half, and they're like, just start here. So we're dunking, and then we raise it to eight, eight and a half. You, get, Nick, to, we get, it. you get it to nine, and this is we what happens. Get it to nine, and this is what happens. Here's Bert Kreischer. Here's Bert. No. Oh. Miss. You can't do it, right? Hey! Oh! Yo! Look, I understand there's some dudes out there that have that crazy... Ver- like, I know guys that are normal size that can do dunk on 10, and you're like, that is fucking freaky. That's a- elite athleticism. But I'm 41, 240-plus pounds. <laughs> stand-up on, comedian. Dude. Stand-up comedian. One of the greatest on earth at stand-up comedy podcast host. Nobody's expecting Listen you to me. have explosivity to get up there at nine feet and hammer that thing down. Hammer that shit clean. I know dudes taller than me, lighter than me that can't do that shit. Fuck off. So, <laughs> so incredible athletic feet, and then just moments later, it is followed. This, this is probably two to three minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> two to three minutes later, this yes. happens. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. What you're seeing there, a lot of people think that they're like, oh man, you stepped on a wet spot. No fucking Momo. I didn't step on a fucking wet spot. My left patella tendon ripped in half. And then I landed on my arm and broke that shit. Not enough conversation about the treasonous bullshit that your left arm did. Your left arm is not supposed to commit suicide while you're falling. That's supposed to help brace the landing, you know? It just quit on you. It just completely quit. That shit went kamikaze on me. And I'll tell you this, man. A lot of people are wondering uh, which hurts worse. The fucking arm. (laughs) I would imagine. It hurts way worse. Oh, Tom, what was it, what was it like having Bert there, like in the moment? What were you thinking? I guess when you look up and you see Bert lean over, when he finally realizes, hey, this is a big deal. First of all, <laughs> it's like first, you know, the pain. You have the the pain, the shock of the pain, right? And then I realize that I'm on my right side, and I'm actually trying to pull my left arm over, and it it, it takes a moment to register, like, oh, it's broken, like. like I want to bring it over and it's not coming over. <laughs> and then I hear, I hear, because there's a couple people filming and there's a, I hear this dude, he's like, his arm. His arm. <laughs> and then I hear Bert, he's like, you all right, buddy? I mean, they're all in shock, you know? They're like, they're all buddy. And he reaches over. I don't remember him actually helping me bring my arm over. I thought I did. I really did. But I do remember looking up and going, call 911. <laughs> Like, why aren't one of you already doing that right now? And then Bert goes, I'm going to step outside. I don't mean to be around it at all. I don't mean. And then these fucking paramedics came and they're looking at me and they're looking at Tristan Jass and his friends. And one guy, paramedic, keeps telling me, he goes, 
why are you playing with these kids? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there like, huh? And then I get in the back of the ambulance. He goes, you're out here playing with kids. <laughs> and then I get to the hospital, and the same fucking paramedic comes and sees one of the doctors. He goes, he's out there playing with kids. <laughs> Uh, I like that there was a heel in this entire thing, and it was the guy who was no. supposed to be helping you. Um, helping me out. What followed? I assume you had to have surgery, a lot of them. What, what has Dude, happened? This is actually pretty great. So I go to a hospital, and I immediately, and I'm telling you, I'm all fucked up. I'm in crazy pain, like because it's right from the injury to the hospital. And I'm like, this hospital fucking sucks. <laughs> and and I, I get like some, I get a horrible rap. Like, it's not a cast or anything. They take x-rays. They're like, you're fucked. And, and they're like, you need to see a surgeon, like, tomorrow. And I was like, guess what? I'm getting out of this hospital. And they're like, you don't want to do that. And I go, yes, I do. I don't want to be here. So I, I leave the hospital and I go home. Broken arm, torn tendon, no cast, nothing, right? I get home. I have friends help me get on a couch. I sleep on a couch. And the next morning... Bert found a guy that for 50 bucks will pick you up in a van. And he has an old wheelchair, like the shit doesn't even work. They have to carry me. I usually do shit alone. Like every time, you know, when you're like, do you want, do you want to go alone or you want someone to come with you? I'm always the guy who's like, I got it. You know, I, I grabbed Bert and I was like, don't you fucking leave me. <laughs> this guy had long hair that when he pushed the wheelchair, I would feel his hair hanging on my face because <laughs> his hair was so long, smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> so he takes me to an orthopedic surgeon who goes, you left the hospital? He goes, you need to go to the hospital right now. And he's like, you need to have surgery on both of these. I just looked at everything. He's like, you need to go to the hospital right now. So what I do is I tell this driver, take me to Cedars. Cedars is Los Angeles' biggest hospital. It's also one of the top five hospitals in the nation, right? This guy, all he does is drive people in wheelchairs. And I go, take me to Cedars. He goes, what's that? And I was like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, don't you drive people in wheelchairs all day? So he takes me to Cedars. And then, it, then the whole thing just begins, man, where it's like, getting into that emergency room and the fast track. And then they just start pumping me full of drugs. And I mean, I'm on crazy drugs for about 10, 12 days. And yeah, uh, I got two titanium plates in this arm. Woo! I got, I got uh, the, the patella tendon reattached. And, and then uh, today I actually go to a follow-up to find out if I'm going to switch braces on my leg. Hey, big days. You yeah. go to that next brace. Yeah. Up. Next brace, next brace. I'm doing PT six days a week. I got a fucking bionic glove on this hand. Um, what is? That's because I I bruised my radial nerve. So this thing helps me like get more usage out of this hand while it heals. From dunking a basketball or trying from to being a fucking Skywalker, bro. <laughs> that's what I have to do. Yeah. Well, Tom, was it worth it? Was it worth it, Phil? And especially what you're going to get out of this. This sound, you're going to think I'm like some new agey fucking weirdo now, but it has been like one of the most traumatic, but kind of life open. I'm telling you, like, you fucking weirdo, dude. Don't be a weirdo, dude. Don't be a weirdo. <laughs> no, dude. It really has been. It really has been, man. I mean, I had so many people help me that when that when that happens, I think you're like, I kind of changes your perspective a little bit on on your life.
By the way, I was joking with you. You're a human. No, no, I know, I know. (laughs) But I mean, it is, it's wild. It's wild. So many people help you. Yeah, but um, you don't have to preface that with, I don't want to be a weirdo. I'm going to, my life has changed a little bit now that like (laughs) 25 people dedicated their entire days to my existence. Like, that's not being a weirdo. That's being a human there. When are you uh, back on track to maybe move your hands without a bionic glove and walk again? Um, I should be able to like walk around with uh, the bendable brace for like, um, I don't know, if I get into it tomorrow or today, I'll have that thing for a couple months and then I'll, it'll go to like a sleeve and then this fucking radial nerve thing, they're just like, oh, your hand will just incrementally get better and it'll just come on. And I go, when? They're like, I mean, it could be like three weeks or 21 months. <laughs> That's a cool. That's a cool fucking diagnosis there. Prognosis. Thanks, man. Uh, so what's next? What do we get? Were you in the middle of working on any comedy? Like, did this slow anything down, or is like? I had dates. I had. I was supposed to go the next day to Phoenix. I was like, I think I got to cancel that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have some shit. I have things on the books. You know how? I mean, COVID obviously changed everything, but I have dates throughout 2021. I'm supposed to shoot a special in Spanish in 2021. Ooh. And, you are. Um, you're speaking the Spanish. Yeah, the whole thing in Spanish. And then uh, I have a tour that's supposed to, like a big tour that would start in the fall, which that'll probably all come on. Does everybody know you just speak Spanish well? Like you're known as the guy that does good Spanish and you you have enough uh, knowledge of the Spanish language that you can deliver it in a joke fashion to people that- Yeah, I I was doing shows in Spanish uh, up until March, you know, uh, last year. So- That's awesome, English show, Spanish show, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I have, I mean, I was supposed to shoot it last year. And then when, when, uh, you know, COVID came, Netflix was like, I had to sign an amendment that said I'll shoot it the next year, but- but yeah, I mean, hopefully we're we're gonna, you know, if things get better and I can go back out on the road, um, I'll be able to shoot it sometime this year. Yeah, you just rolling out on the stage would be awesome. Ty, what do you got? Uh, nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> Tom, uh, if your knee didn't implode on impact, do you think that you're dunking on that nine and a half rim? For sure. I think I. Oh, first of all, I don't remember if it was if they put it at nine three or nine six. I just remember that. You know, I was feeling good. Did I? I didn't tell you that there was another guy there who, on my first dunk, the first dunk was like on an eight foot or seven and a half. He go, I, uh, I did a reverse dunk, right? I did it by my back. And this guy Roy that works there, he's a basketball coach. He goes, "Hey man, you got that Larry Johnson in you?" <laughs> and I go, I go, I go, he's my favorite. Larry Johnson was my favorite, and I'll tell you why. As a as a kid, it's not just the UNLV days and stuff. But I, I identified, you know, as like a football player, and I thought he looked like a football player playing, playing basketball, basketball right? So I loved Larry Johnson. So I pull Roy aside, and I open my bag, and I show him I have a Larry Johnson jersey on me. <laughs> <laughs> and after the nine-foot dunk, Roy pulls me. They raised it a few. This is before the injury. He goes, you're going to have to dig deep, man. you got to dig for that Larry Johnson. <laughs> and, I got such an adrenaline rush. You know when you get the adrenaline rush where you tell yourself to calm down first? Like like where you're like you know, maybe like you're about to lift and you're like, all right, my heart's racing too much. Like yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna chill for a second. I ignored that <laughs> right before that jump, dude. I was like, I was so amped up because I was like, I gotta hit this this raised amount. For Larry. I will tell you this, I don't know if I would have hit it. I will definitely come out of this like 
probably 40 pounds lighter. I'm already down like 20 pounds. Oh, okay. And, oh. and I'll come out of this, I think in six or nine months, definitely stronger. And I'll fucking, I'll do it again. I don't give a fuck if it pops again. Hey, you're again. hey you get back on that wood, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I got these fucking weak fucking ass, like people that are like, don't ever play sports again. Like you're, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind, dude. Like I will be back out on basketball court tennis court i'll fucking play rugby i don't give a shit <laughs> don't play rugby don't play rugby i would say hey tom tom last thing for me going back to those spanish sets that you're doing yeah how do i'm sure you announce like when you're doing an only spanish set how do the english speakers that show up to a show believing they're going to see tom segura do english how do they handle that i mean we just roast them there's probably like four or five at every show and they're like fuck I, I, uh, I didn't read. I didn't read the ticket. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fucking in Spanish. Like, it says when in Espanol, and like, not, none of this is in English. And they're like, I just didn't look. And then you know, we just kind of like, I just go back to them and and kind of mess with them. But yeah, they're at every show. Every show has somebody who's like, I didn't realize this was in another language. When did you decide that you were gonna like? Have you always known the Spanish language, or did you learn? My it? mother, my mother is Peruvian, so I spoke Spanish growing up. Oh, you know, so it's so. smooth. Like it is no problem at all. It's pretty good. It's there's a big. You find out. I found out there's a big difference between conversational Spanish, like talking to you right now, and then getting like performing. So I, I've had to like really focus and study and go over because I'll, you know, having a conversation is one thing, performing to a crowd, you got, you want it to be as tight and then grammatically correct. So it's been work, but I mean, it's, uh, it's fun. And the crowds are, have been amazing. Like I did, I did Tempe, you know, Arizona before this, and I did um, a couple of big LA shows and I had a whole tour set up to, and I was going to go to Mexico City to shoot the special, but everything got delayed. Oh, that would have been awesome. Diggs, I can't wait to yeah. see it, by the way. Diggs, what do you got? Tom, we're, we're built similarly. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> I see that now. Active, <laughs> active Husky. Active Husky. Active and Husky. I like that. Was there any indication or warning that was this, this was going to happen? Because when I crossed the street and I have to pick up my pace a little bit, I always fear that I'm going to tear my Achilles and then be laying and get run over and stuff like that. So was there any warning signs that I can look for or anything like that? Dude, here's the thing that I wish I wish I could tell you yes. But I'll tell you this, man. The last six months, I've been playing tennis, which is not the same as basketball, but I've been playing tennis two to three times a week. Um, I was lifting two to three times a week. And, you know, squats, deadlifts, do it. Nothing was like, oh, my knee hurts. Uh, I didn't, like, run around and feel like, oh, I'm in pain. The only warning sign looking back was the the morning of the the injury. The I was event. in my office with my staff and I was like, yeah, you know, we're going to do this thing. I'm going to smoke Bert in this thing. And they're like, how high do you think you can dunk? And I go, I could definitely dunk on a nine foot hoop. And a couple guys in my staff were like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they were like, I don't think you can do that. And I was like, bitch, watch this. And I jumped in the lobby, like as like in jeans. No and, warm up, uh, nothing. Well, I, I went and I popped the ceiling, right? There's like a ceiling tile. Ooh. And uh, but I landed and I was like, that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> and I will say this, if you're gonna do some shit like I did and you're and you're my age and built, you should like prepare for fucking six weeks. Like <laughs> stretch a lot get your fucking jumping muscles ready don't just get into it like i used to play basketball 
you know, when I got to L.A., I played pickup games in Hollywood. I would just play all the time. I'm 22, and you just go like, oh, I play ba- I mean, I, I love basketball. And, like, I did not play for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you still had you still had the 22-year-old Tom out there slicing and dicing on that fucking pickup game against, what, five foot six Hollywood playing pickup basketball out there? That game might be the best. Is that the shortest game in America, the Hollywood pickup games? No, dude, no. There's that It, it gets grimy. The Hollywood YMCA has, like, you know, like little hustlers and, and like street people at it. Like it's, it's, it was a grimy game. I mean, shoving matches, elbows. You, and then there would be like the fucking guy from a Dove commercial. And you're like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Here? <laughs> I just think but, of Tom Cruise coming out there on the court. No, but here's, Give me the ball. <laughs> Give me the ball. You know, like just so the small. Hollywood, the, the big, the, the big uh, misnomer there is that Hollywood implies. Uh, sexy and chic. Hollywood means grimy and shitty. Hollywood <laughs> means there's fucking needles on the ground. <laughs> so you gotta watch where you're dribbling there. You work on your handles. Oh, mm, for it's sure. disgusting. Hollywood is so fucking gross. <laughs> Nick, what do you got? Tom, glad to hear you're recovering well. And Thank when you, you get your strength back uh, and you get back in shape, is there any thought? Because we know you're such a big wrestling fan and the wrestling community oh, loves yeah. you. Yes, if you yes. would maybe, you know, help pat out in the ring, step into the ring, anything like that. What was your I character? Told- what was your character? What was it? Mystic Rick, man. Who? Mystic Rick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm sorry. I, I forgot about Mystic Rick. And uh, Mystic Rick will drop the turkey slicer on your ass. <laughs> I know. I saw your. I saw your promos. I saw them. I saw. Them. And you didn't want any of that smoke. I remember that. Yeah. No, nothing. As soon as I saw Mystic Rick in his first time talking, I was like, I want nothing to do with that guy over there. You don't want this shit, man. I mean, Sammy G, Sammy Guevara. I've, I've talked to him about getting in the ring. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. You're about six years away from getting back into a fucking wrestling ring, buddy. I don't know if you know that. That rehab process. Six years? No, I'm joking. But that rehab process is a pain in the ass, dude. Like, you have to teach your knee how to walk again and everything. Wait, you you fucked your knee up, right? Patella. Yeah, I had a dislocated patella. Nothing like what you had, but I had a dislocated (laughs) patella. It is. How hard was your rehab? The rehab, it just, it sucks because, you know, you got to, like, teach your leg how to walk again. Then they scrape the scar tissue. That's, like, the worst day. I don't even know if you've gotten there Did yet. Did you do blood flow restriction? Uh, yeah, obviously, they do the thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. The compression thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah thing. I did my first one yesterday. Hurt like hell? Yeah, yeah, it hurt like hell. <laughs> and then she was, like, uh, she was, you know, they, but they always try to, like, pump you up. She was, like, telling me, like, these NBA players she did. She goes, that dude quit before you. You're fucking better than him. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck that guy. He might be an all-star, but he's a bitch. Tom, happy to hear that you've changed through this whole process. You're now happy you're a weirdo, and you know how I feel. We appreciate it. I love you guys. I'm a big fan of both you guys, and I'm happy for all your success. And um, fucking call more often, man. What the fuck? Hey, seems like you don't have much going on for the next few weeks. We will definitely do that. Tom, we appreciate you so much, man. You're a legend. Absolutely. My best of you guys, your whole staff, man. Thanks very much for having me. Tom Segura. Yeah! Thank you, Tom. See you, man. Legendary, dude. Holy shit. Scary. That is a scary injury. It really is. How about him just going home because the hospital had bad lighting or something? Like, I'm not going to this. 
No way, dude. I'm not doing this surgery here. Look at that fucking light. Get me out of here. Just goes home. Does he have painkillers? Like, how does he? Oh, he slept on a couch, by the way. Wait, you're, so you're crushed on your arm. <laughs> yeah. What a wild animal there. Yeah, the arm thing, having to wear that little thing to. So if he bruised his nerve, it's not. Is that like the Peyton? Remember, Peyton was waiting on his nerve to like regenerate. Is it a similar thing? Yeah, that's what I was thinking whenever he was talking about it. it might be three months, might be twenty, or it might be three weeks, might be twenty-one months. Because that was the big question that Peyton had uh, on whether or not he could feel a ball again. And the Colts had to make a decision on whether or not they were going to cut him before a date. And it was during the lockout, I think. And then there's like a lot of shit going on. And uh, they're like, we don't even know if he's going to be able to feel a ball again. He was able to. Yeah. And Tom will be able to get back out there and go to that hollywood uh meth basketball game mm -hmm. and the handles with the left hand and dunk on a nine and a quarter foot rim for sure hell yeah hey he looked good in that dunk he looked like an athlete yeah, yeah. in one that hand. dunk hey, i think he played uh football in college for his, maybe one year really yeah i don't know he went to a smaller school yeah he played in high school i think he tried to play his freshman year and then he stopped what's his house like just incredible and I, the house I was at was was awesome, but that was his old house. Now he's moved into some something next to the Kardashians, I think. Ooh, wow. Netflix he's house. out there in Calabasas. Yeah. AJ. Yes. Deshaun Watson has alluded to potentially wanting traded out of Houston. If you're Casario, uh, the Italian man with a very distinguished jawline like yourself going into Houston, not a lot of draft capital, not a lot of future uh, because of Bill O'Brien's moves that he made to make your team how it is right now. Would you trade the best player you have, Deshaun Watson, to potentially get a lot of draft capital and be able to build forward? Or would you say, I got a guy in a position that you need a guy in, even though he's under contract, this is somebody we can't get rid of. Man, it's enticing to think about trading him and all that you could possibly get for him. But look what every NFL team does. Like you, If you don't have your franchise quarterback, you're constantly looking for that franchise quarterback and trying to find a way to win because that's what you need if you want to win the Super Bowl. But Deshaun Watson, he, the year he had was unbelievable this year. I know they were a bad team, but how well he played, I don't think you can get rid of him. Like I just don't. You have to have a foolproof plan in place of somebody to come in that is going to replace him, I, I guess. And I don't think they have that. Yeah, I, it's – the issue is you're not going to be able to build your team with what you currently have because you have no draft capital and you don't have a lot of money, I don't think. Now, J.J. will save you 17 if you cut him. Now, that's going to have to be another massive decision. Salary cap is not growing. I don't know what they're going to do down there. I'm intrigued to see who it is. But, hey, I mean, if it's if it's five ones like Ian Rappaport alluded to, don't do it. It's going to be a tough sell, but... Hey, man, why not just have him play for Colts? Oh, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Play for Colts. Trade him within the division. You know, why not? <laughs> why yeah. not, AJ? Be why, smart. Why not do that? Uh, other big news from the day. Uh, Falcons owner Arthur Blank confirms a report that Julio and Matt Ryan could be traded. Julio, uh, Mr. Rappaport said, probably not as likely to be traded because whoever comes in there, if they trade away their best player who's beloved by the city in the face of your franchise, that's a very difficult move. But Julio, if he wants to get out of there, maybe he'll have a little bit of a leverage play, AJ. Yeah, he might be able to. I think it would be really tough to, to trade Julio. I mean, obviously you'll get some backlash from your fans. They got Calvin Ridley down there, which was another good draft pick. But Julio, just, he's so special, man. Like when the dude is healthy, he's like, how tall is he? He's almost like 6'5". I don't know how much he weighs. He can run. He's faster than everybody. He goes up, gets every contested ball. Like he's, a, he's one of those dudes that if you're a DB, like have fun. Like good luck. It's going to be a long day. I was at a blackjack table next to him. He was like uh, probably <laughs> about that tall. Seemed like he was Jeez. about that tall sitting at the same seat I was sitting at.
six. Guys six. that big, guys that big shouldn't be able to move that way. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a tight tank top on that used to be referred to as a beater. Mm-hmm. He had like linen pants on, sunglasses on, oh. and uh, he was playing like four hands at a time. And then when he stood up, it was like a four. You felt it. You know what I mean? And then he, he like, kind of just glided away onto the beach. Like, Holy shit, that guy and I play in the same league. And I'll take uh, $25 worth of yeah. that is, uh, it. Was a wild, that, was a, that was a wild time being next to somebody that is just, you know, he's, he, he's bigger, stronger, faster, probably much, much smarter, can catch a ball better, probably throw a ball better. And a guy who, you know, aside from that one year, has yeah. he ever really gotten into the spotlight like he should be? I don't know if he has. Mm. Guy's unbelievable. What? Imagine him with the Packers, AJ. Oh, jeez. Come on now. Like, uh, yeah, it would be. It's, uh, that would be unfair, probably. Well, it's not going to happen. Imagine either, him so. with the Chiefs. Wouldn't you? If you're a fan of it. Exactly. Somehow, Andy Reid will make this happen. Yeah. Somehow, Andy Reid will restructure that contract to pay him in 2035, if the world exists then. And it'll be like no big deal at all. Other big news. Uh, Drew Brees. Said he came back this year not for the money, but for the city and the franchise. Yeah! Boy, Drew. It's not for myself. Came back for the city and the organization. That's why I'm here. Says Nick underscore Underhill. Don't know who he is, but shout out to Drew for putting it on for the city. Putting the city on his back, AJ. So he came back for the – is that the only reason that he came back mm-hmm. to play? Well, he's not back here for himself. No. Or no. the money. This ain't for me. This is like Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger said, I could have retired for me, but – my guys love me, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're coming back. I like that relationship quarterbacks have with their team. Are the Saints about to go ahead and do something special in the playoffs? Whoa. Uh, J- Drew's doing it for the organization. Put the organization on his shoulder pads, stats on his shoes, slinging the ball all over the yard within a certain distance. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't overlook the Bears this weekend. That's a good football team. Ooh. Who is? The Bears. I mean, Zeke's not here to bang the drum, but, you know. Hey, T's and P's to Zeke, by the way. Miss Zeke, hey, what Miss if the Zeke. Bears win that? What if the Bears win a playoff game? Yeah. I mean, uh, what if what's that? They, like, their, their coaching staff, We everyone had their coaching staff fired already, didn't we, halfway through the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's that, Diggs? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I have some bad news. The Browns have placed a, another starter on uh, COVID-19 reserve list, safety Ronnie Harrison. Oh, well, we hope he survives. Yeah, but he's going to be out for a game. So they got no play caller, no offensive lineman, no safety. They lost oh. one safety, but they got Sandejo back. Yeah. Okay, so little, that, they got the there's, that was contact tracing, I do believe, is what got that one safety out, right? Contact tracing? Sandejo? No, the other one. Ronnie Harrison? Yeah. I believe it was contact tracing, right? Is it, no, he got it. He has a positive test. So there's another positive uh, test today then? Actually, it's, it's worse news. Uh, there was some spread... From this, from Doctor Alan Sills, Who NFL's is? chief medical doctor. Okay, uh, there was some spread one individual to another among the Browns, so not from the community. Uh oh. Okay, so the, if there's another positive today, this is Thursday. Yeah. That means they haven't completely halted the outbreak, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what they they got to stop all the uh, the spread. So I assume they would need a, a negative tomorrow, all negatives tomorrow and Saturday. Because if not, what are they going to do? Delay the game? Monday night. Are they going to delay the game to Monday night or Tuesday night? Let the fans keep potentially get back on the sidelines? Maybe let them in a fucking booth, huh? Sounds like a forfeit to me. Delay the game. It takes all of us. We get to the playoffs now this shit. Get to the playoffs in 18 years. And you can't contain the virus? 
What are we doing? It could have been a DoorDash delivery. What if it was the cop that pulled them over while they were uh, drag yeah. racing back home to get to the Zoom meeting? I've already that's started before that. that. Thank you for your service, officer. But what if that? Why were you speeding? What if oh, that? No big deal. There's racing all around town with the open the car. We no. don't care about that. Anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> we hope they're all safe. They were trying to get to a Zoom Kurt meeting. You don't know whose doobie that else. was. Tom Pelsar does report that the game is still on as scheduled for Sunday night. For now. Yeah, for now. I mean, of course it is. Yeah. It's not just to drop all out panic on Sunday night football at this particular moment. Could you imagine Al Michaels? Oh. <laughs> calling game on a Wednesday or somewhere in a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing. Fuck's up next week, too. Hey, we went hard for uh, Stefanski being able to drive himself from Cleveland to Pittsburgh in his own car. Uh, because there's no fans allowed in uh, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, he goes up a back stairwell into a booth that has been completely locked down, calling the plays from the booth that it would be open there. But it turns out Stefanski doesn't want to do it. Uh, Steelers fans are definitely not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And nobody else is really fighting the fight that we're fighting. It makes no sense. I mean, let Coach Stefanski coach. Mm-hmm. It's it's the only way the Browns have a shot. Yeah, maybe we put Ronnie Harrison out there in a big old bubble and roll around the field and still play. Let when does it end? That's a good idea. Where does it stop? That's a good idea. Bubble boy. Why is Gumpy so against the Browns? I don't get it. Well, because I mean, he knows it takes all of us. Respect the damn shield. Also, who, That's why. Oh, who is the eighth team in the AFC this year, you know? Yeah. I don't think the Finns are going to get a COVID outbreak if they make it to the playoffs. Well, that's because that. they didn't. Exactly. And they're they're making old men resign. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah he lost is. his love for the game a long time ago. Classic Ohio. AJ, your thoughts on the games this weekend. Uh, do you think the Bucks beat the hell out of the Washington football team? And is it directly because of what Chase Young said about Tom Brady? Now, I mean, I saw what Chase Young said. Uh, Chase Young, it's, obviously he's a monster, and he is very confident in what he's saying. I think he may, he may get Tom a few times, but I think the Bucks win, and I think they probably win big. I just don't think Washington can score enough to keep up. I think the Buccaneers offense will take advantage of the situation. And I, and I believe Tom is one of those guys who, even if it isn't an actual uh, disrespectful comment, and I'm not saying I'm common Tom isn't disrespectful because it kind of is, but even if it wasn't, I would assume Tom goes ahead and stacks those chips right on his shoulder as he can, I would mm-hmm. assume. And it feels like Tom Brady's competitive edge has been one that has carried him to the GOAT title uh, when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. And I feel like that offense is playing better than they've ever played before, and it's only going to get better. I, I think this is a bad game for Washington football team. Yeah, they're, they're just happy to, to get in the playoffs, don't you think, when you're Washington this year? No, their shirt said one, not done. That's, That's right. right. Their shirt said one, W-O-N, not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It would be a huge bonus for them. I don't think any of them are – well, okay. The players are expecting to win. Yes. But I don't think a lot of their fans are expecting them to win. Well, the Bears actually said we got nothing to lose. They're right. not expecting to win. I don't know. <laughs> I do not believe the Bears are expecting to win, even though they got a team up there. Oh, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky has completed passes in the last few weeks. Yeah. He has looked good. They're getting nine and a half points in New Orleans. When Sean Payton – if his plan would have worked, would have been a home field advantage. He wanted to quarantine 50,000 people, test 50,000 people, put them on buses, get them in the Superdome. All of a sudden, who that nation is all the way back. That allegedly got turned down. I don't know by who. Seems like a person who's not all in on the Correct. Saints. Yep. Home field advantage, not that big of a deal. But they think, the sports books believe, this is damn near a 10-point game. That's a lot of points for a playoff game, AJ. That's a bunch of points for a playoff game. I mean, that's just... 
That's just blatant disrespect to Zito's Bears, isn't it? Yeah, well, Zito is uh, hibernating currently. And <laughs> hopefully he'll be out of that soon. You know what I mean? He can't poke the bear. But bear done. Currently, he'll be back. Um, Goff was slinging the ball at practice. He has a broken thumb. He's got nine fingers, but he was playing quarterback at practice the other day going into playoff weekend. We don't know if we'll see Wolford. All signs seem to be pointing at Jared Goff starting this weekend in a playoff game. Does that change anything in your eyes in this game against Russell Wilson, who's been cooking again? He got back to the stove the last couple weeks against the Seahawks up there. I mean, of course it matters. So it golf right now what is he he's listed as questionable i'm guessing yeah probably but he's throwing the ball in practice he's gonna play yeah i mean if he's obviously it's gonna affect him like your thumb any kind of thumb injury on your throwing hand is gonna affect you let's see how much but man i don't you think like when the seahawks do when they get in the playoffs like russ is dangerous as he says russ is he's scary like i, I imagine the seahawks win this one i think russ may have a day yeah he's they're favored by three and a half you think they cover that or no yeah i think they cover it Oh, so you think they're just going to beat the shit out of the, uh, the L.A. Rams? Well, I mean, no. Winning by a touchdown is that's still a tight margin to me. Yeah, you're right. You, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens, Titans. This one not, we have not talked much about. No. Mm-mm. Titans have a running back who had over 2,000 yards. Unbelievable. They get a quarterback that has a complete rebirth in Tennessee. He has a $100 million contract playing up to that level in Tennessee. They win big games, win the AFC South, hosting the Baltimore Ravens, the team last year that was the hottest team in football. Then they get in the playoffs, lose to said Titans team one year ago in Baltimore. The Ravens seem to have found their it factor again. Uh, all signs seem to be pointing to the over bet here it's the highest of all the games uh, i believe the titans are the number one team and hitting over on the season i believe the ravens are the number three team on hitting over on the season uh it's going to be a lot of running will it be sparks flying how do you see this game going who do you got winning it yeah i mean i guess it, it, it's set up to be a shootout tennessee's defense is known to give up some points at times and lamar has kind of put things together it does seem like the ravens seem like they're one of those scary teams that nobody's talking about right now yeah, that's because they kind of disappeared whenever the Tennessee Titans won and danced on their shield. And then Harbaugh went out there and told Vrabel how disrespectful it was. And Vrabel told him, go fucking coach. <laughs> Dude, get off the thing, man. If your players want to come talk, let's do that. They had that COVID thing that hit them pretty hard, I believe. And then they all got back together. Feels like they found it. But the Tennessee Titans are going to be a tough out. That's going to be a tough out down there in Nashville. I mean, three-point home dogs. I mean, I, I like that. I do. I, but I, I feel like the Ravens are very hot right now. We got some gumpy nukes here on this particular game. Can't wait to hear it. Home dogs since 1980 in the playoffs are 26-14-1 against the spread. Boom. There's a pretty big bomb right there. So I guess we're betting on the Titans. Uh, and I don't think we have any Colts and Bills. How do you the, – the Colts, okay, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is a guy – not only home improvement, but mm-hmm. superstar running back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has come into his own. Going into a Buffalo stadium that will have fans, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They yes, will have fans. Some. There will be some Bills Mafia members there. And a team that is so incredibly loose, they're dancing to MC Hammer all over Orchard Park today. There's videos of this Bills team dancing all over the place. Stephon Diggs said, don't even worry about it. I'm playing. Uh, who knows about Cole, Cole Beasley. But Josh Allen seems to be in a zone. How do you see this game going? Because the Colts do have a great defense. Jonathan Taylor can move the ball. Yep. T.Y. Hilton seems to be getting hot at the right time and good special teams. This is going to be a very good game, I think. Yeah, and Darius Leonard saying like he's already saying stuff like to the haters that that aren't giving the Colts a chance. What do you say? Sit back and watch them fly around and make plays. 
I, I can't. I guess I'm a little bit surprised that the Bills are six and a half point favorites because I could see the Colts winning this game. Buffalo Bills have just announced that Stephon Diggs is questionable for Saturday. Now. Mm-hmm. He was in those dancing videos, though, looking pretty well. Right next to Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills doing a little gamesmanship with the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. Yeah, ah. uh, the, the X factor to our offense that was acquired because the Minnesota Vikings and he hated each other. Uh, questionable this weekend. Don't even prepare for him. Don't even prepare for him, Frank Eberflus. Go ahead and take him off the chart. And then Saturday, 105, wham, Stephon Diggs, Minneapolis miracle right down the goddamn side. Score! Uh, can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to our show. All we try to be is a little bit of an escape from all the bullshit, mostly because we don't know enough about the bullshit to bring it into our lives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to a bunch of dumbasses. I understand that there's a lot of other things that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you allow us to do so, I am eternally grateful for. Remember, we're just a couple of days away from Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll be back, yeah. Mignogna, with a massive show. Uh, everybody stay safe. Everybody, you know, maybe search uh, for some happiness. And let's make this world a better place. Yeah! Hell yeah! Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a Thursday. And we'll be back manana with a feel-good Friday right into Super Wild Card Weekend. 